This week on Erotic Awakening, In One Year and Out the Other, the essential guide for effective communication. You're probably wondering where the rest of it is. As it happens this week, podcast listeners, Dawn is under the weather. But fortunately for you, and fortunately for me, I've got an interview that Dawn and I did with good friends Dr. Bob and the goddess Indigo. And this is their brand new book, In One Year and Out the Other. And it's a great conversation, so hang tight and check it out. Dawn, not long ago, we had the pleasure of talking to uh, Goddess Indigo and Dr. Bob about one of their new books. And they were telling me something, but I just wasn't paying attention. It just went in one ear and out the other. That's not good. So we brought them back on the (laughs) podcast to to remind me what they were talking about. And they reminded me that they had written another book called In One Ear and Out the Other, An Effective Guide for Communication. First off, guys, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. We're honored to be here. It is our pleasure. So, the earlier before we got started, I said, I said, I you know, I was looking at this book. I was looking at the synopsis of it, and it doesn't necessarily strike me as a book for directly targeting kinky people. Is that fair, or am I not? Am I not reading the depth of it? So, the initial version was absolutely uh, about authority and balance dynamic. Mm-hmm. We did open this up and broaden it for a wider audience. But I think that like, like all things, <laughs> communication is extremely important in our community. And being able to get our points across and break down the barriers that create uh, the, the issues that, that um, uh, create misunderstanding is important, extremely important. We, uh, one thing I love about the, uh, our, our community is that the, the fact that we take the time to learn how to have relationships, learn how to communicate, how to uh, negotiate, all of those things. And I, I think we do it better than most. So anyway, but I'm a little biased. You know, the, reason that, the reason it ended up being the, the, a, a vanilla, if you wish to use that, use it this way, the reason it ended up being a vanilla version first is that it's easier to put back in an, an authority imbalanced communications structure, and when we uh, when we made this when we started to make the switch from having written it that way to start with back to a vanilla version, that was really difficult. Mm. Oh, so we thought it would be much easier to get the content down, get it finished, um, get it through our final edit. And Pat Califia is our editor. Patrick Califia is our editor. And it, it, we don't want to abuse Patrick. Uh, so speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so we are, in fact, going to go back through and put this back into uh, authority and balanced uh, phrasing. But at the end of the day, this is exactly the way we communicate. Yes. And the, the, these are the structures that we have in place in our everyday life. So let's start with that. And it's interesting that you start off by saying, well, we here in the community are pretty good at communication. And I certainly agree that we focus on negotiation. We focus on consent. We focus on our ability to have these conversations and hear each other. And yet, at the same time, in 2019, 2020, we've seen a lot of 
events fail to communicate. A lot of people fail to communicate. And we've seen a schism in some of our communities. Some of those leather events that Don and I go to every year didn't happen because of a, a variety of reasons, but they all boil down to communication, right? Now, COVID's given us an odd opportunity to step back and take a breath, but it's going to start again. Why? Well, I don't even know how to ask this, but where is the major, where is people failing to communicate? And I know it's a very big question. Communicate. (laughs) But this failure to communicate, right? I think this is a great book for the community, for people outside the community as well. When, so let me start with there. When your blood is boiling, how do you get to a place of having effective communication? Because all these, <laughs> right, I am very passionate about this or that, and you're very passionate about something. And sometimes people can't communicate because of their passion, it feels like. So funnily enough, this book is a creation, a, a amalgamation between two communications classes. Boy had one and I had another. And the name of my class is uh, Scorch the Earth and Salt the Land, Communication (laughs) for the Incendiary. Mm. (laughs) You know my ex-wife, don't you? (laughs) Yes. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, But it it, so, and Boy had a, a, a beautiful version that was based on people wanting to communicate with each other in that, that had read the same material and were ready to uh, approach each other and build bridges and do all those uh, other things. And mine was more about, well, that may or may not be true. What do you do if it's a coworker or someone that doesn't buy into creating a better relationship with you, who doesn't give a damn about that and may actually be moving in the opposite direction. So combining those two things, created, I think, a a depth and breadth that's really interesting. And I think that in our community, we we actually talk about this a lot in our our communications class, is the fact that many of us would never have met, never have been in the same room, let alone dungeon, if it weren't for our kink. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about people from all walks of life. Boy comes from a very... um, uh, uh, privileged background and, you know, with staff, et cetera, uh, living uh, and, and having multiple homes. I'm a military brat. I was raised in a third world country. I was potty trained in an outhouse, for goodness mm. sakes. Our b- upbringings could not have been any different. Uh, family silver was not something <laughs> that happened in my life, you know? So, there's no way that I could think of that he and I would have ever ended up in a relationship together if it weren't for our kink. And while that is a very, uh, um, that shows a a very big imbalance or or, or difference or dichotomy, so to speak, I don't think that's that's, uh, unheard of in our community. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we have filters in place and experiences in place that are so different from the people that we're engaging in. And, and that, I think, creates a lot of barriers to effective communication. So as, as Dan and Don are aware, um, I'm on the autism spectrum scale, uh, uh, Asperger's, but it was called Asperger's syndrome. So for me, uh, and, and I was, uh, had 
miserable time growing up uh, until I found the kink world actually ever trying to speak to anybody. I just couldn't do it. And uh, when I ended up with a slave for eight years, starting in 2003, uh, she was from, she'd grown up uh, locally in uh, Austin and a lot of it rurally. And I came from Los Angeles with 20 years of work history in Washington, DC. And uh, what I would find would be that we were having communication gaps uh, that she would say something and I couldn't decipher what she meant. And I finally realized that she was speaking in what I then termed Southern indirect, indirect, Southern indirect, sorry for that. And there were other aspects to our communications gap that started me down the path of trying to tease apart the uh, elements that can get in the way when two adults are approaching a relationship and they don't have a common background, just as Master was saying. So this book is set up to uh, have you look at uh, not only how you process information and how your partner processes information, but how relationship structures themselves uh, change how you communicate, how uh, perspectives on life. Some people see the glass half full, glass half empty, but others will say, I'm not sure I want what's in the glass in the first place. <laughs> right. No. I'll say this about um, when it comes to our community, I think that we, we translate um, certain positions into being a good business person or able to run X, Y, or Z because you can run a dynamic and those things don't all necessarily translate. And uh, a lot of people will call themselves master that have no uh, inkling of how to run a business, how to... Uh, uh, do the networking necessary to create the kind of synergy necessary to uh, maintain X, Y, or Z. And, but we, we put people in positions without knowing that they have the skills, talent, and ability to do X, Y, or Z. And things can fall apart or fray if, if the right things aren't in place to support it and, and continue to make it grow. So uh, we, we, I think we spend a lot of time looking at charisma um, and the ability to articulate and aren't always sure of the longevity of the, you know, the, the individuals to, to hold up to their, their part of whatever they say they can do. Very cool. You started with a question and I'd like to address it head on after we gave that little bit of a preamble. The question was, okay, you got two people in there, they're face-to-face and uh, you have an explosive situation. Oh, yes. How did you get there? How do you get down from it? So uh, it's, that really is covered over and over from different angles in the book. Uh, the, let me begin by saying, look, we come, Master and I come from a perspective where we're in a relationship where one person is in charge and the other person is following. So there are certain responsibilities that the leader has and there's certain obligations that the follower has. So the leader is obliged to give an instruction clearly enough so that the uh, follower can in fact follow it. So you know, when you have a, an upset, a glitch, well, first question is, well, uh, did you even understand what I had asked you to do? And you have to take the time to find out what they thought 
they were supposed to do. So if you pass that hurdle, then the leader's responsibility is to think, well, was your failure due to a skill that you didn't have? Because that's my problem as the leader to make sure you have the skill to do something I ask you to do. Well, what about knowledge? Did you even know enough to do this task? Uh, and then uh, as you work your way through, you, uh, the next question is, well, do you have the ability? And there's certain things where uh, I had traumatic brain injury. There's certain things that master simply isn't going to get out of me. It wouldn't matter, you can go ahead and kill me. It just doesn't matter. I don't have the brain wiring to do it that way. Uh, and the, only the last is, is the violation of a, wilf, a violation of willfulness. So the, to begin with, this book uh, lays out a, a way of thinking about communication that in, if, the ma if the leader is in fact uh, intent on leading an ethical relationship, they will have gone through a checklist before it gets to the head-to-head. -head. Now, the next major point, I'm now going skip, to skip to the point where there's been an something's happened, you, you, had, you had an episode, and how do you, conf how do you look at that episode? Are you, are you upset or are you having an upset? Here, mm -hmm. in English, if you are upset, you're describing your being as in turmoil and you're at the effect of the triggering event. If you change your phrasing and you say to your partner, you know, that really wounded me. I think that I'm going to have an upset right now. That's like having an ice cream cone. So you have some control over how you react. You may uh, throw a hissy fit. You may stomp and rake things, but it's, it's now under your control. You're choosing the upset. Now, the next big takeaway that I would go to is, we, we, our big theme master and I is when in trouble, rely on your protocols for dealing with that kind of trouble. But if you haven't written protocols, you don't have anything to fall back on. So go see our protocols book. <laughs> in, the, in the meantime. We actually do break it down for this as well. Yeah. Go ahead, master. We actually do break it down in this as well. We do. We, we, do. we talk about, okay, so make sure that you have what we call an exit strategy for when things go awry and you start to feel like there, there could be a loss of control. And so those are your protocols on how, <laughs> uh, when you call a timeout for whatever reason, say you need to, to separate, cool, someone needs to cool down, whatever, or, or, or um, to say one is not verbal and needs to write out. Uh, some people are more verbal than others. We talk about uh, learning modalities and, um, how, uh, and expression in this as well. Uh, Any time to write it down, you know, choosing appropriate activities. It may not be okay that during your, 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 you know, three hour break that you go to the strip club and, um, you know, make it rain. That may not be considered an acceptable activity during your timeout, you know, your, not timeout from your dynamic, timeout from the com conversation so you can process, et cetera. So uh, coming up with an extra strategy before the next incendiary issue makes all the sense in the world to me. And that's, that's steeped in protocol. Very cool. Uh, we're, we are tremendous proponents of, of uh, active listening. So uh, active listening uh, involves summarizing what you heard the other person say and saying it back to them, getting them to agree that's what they said, 
and replying that way. So when in a stressed situation where a conversation matters, we urge you to use active listening. The next, the, the last one that I'll bring up along these lines uh, is have a way of signaling to your partner that a relationship threatening episode has just taken place. And uh, my former owner and I developed the red eight ball concept because we wanted a safe word that we could use in public without drawing attention. So you can easily say to the company that we ha have, have over, you know, have we ever mentioned it to you, have we ever shown you our red eight ball? And that says to me, I've wandered off the reservation. I've done something wrong. Uh, I've, um, uh, and we need to extricate ourselves from our company right now and go and talk about what just happened. So you, we had a protocol for signaling a mess up before it would go to the next stage and become explosive. That's Very really cool. cool. Yeah. Now, let me jump tracks on you a little bit. One of the most common questions we get on the podcast is how do I ask my significant other for blank? Now, it could be for pegging, for more cuddling, for polyamory, for all kinds of stuff. But do you address how to approach people when what you want to talk about is something that you're scared to talk about? I'm not sure we did in this book because uh, that would be in that is in our protocols book, and we would include this in the next version that is for authority and balance dynamics. My answer for you, however, for for the future, uh, is that uh, in our relationship, if I use the word master once in a sentence, that's casual conversation. So I'll say yes, master. Of course, I'll take care of that, master. But if I want uh, master's attention, I'll say master with respect, master. Mm. And then I will introduce the question. So master with respect, master, would it be possible to uh, have a play session this evening? Well, in this, this entire book is about communication uh, from a, a slightly different angle than, than most that we've, that I, well, any that I've ever seen. And that's the idea that we need to get out of our own way to listen most communication books are how to be understood, how to make sure that you convince other people, how to get your point across. And so this book is primarily about how to get out of your own way so you can hear. And so the entire book is about creating a safe space for others so that they can speak to you and that in, so that you've removed enough filters from yourself to actually hear what they're saying and removing those judgments. So in my opinion, this entire book is really about creating space for such a thing. Mm. Nice. Nope, I'm just writing notes, sorry. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get this book too. <laughs> so who is your target audience for this book then? Is it just, it's, it doesn't sound like it's intended for any particular community or any particular relationship style. No, it was not. It was this was our first uh, shot. This was our first vanilla book, and we knew that we were going to convert it to uh, AI authority imbalance, um, but we needed to get it down. So the the only thing that's going to change in the other ver in the next version is uh, a, a few things like if you are in a dynamic, because um, one of the things we talk about is what are you going to call yourselves during uh, an upset. 
you know, so all the material is still there other than uh, um, uh, one thing is the idea that when Boy and I are having a conversation and we want to maintain the, the idea of our positions physically that he could sit lower than me, uh, something along those lines. But other than that, the, the book is, is exactly the way I would want it to be. There'll be some positioning things, uh, maybe some clearer languaging, mm -hmm. but other than that, honestly, this book is for anybody that wants to get away from human doing and become a human being. Very cool. I like that. Do you think, uh, do you approach, or do you, is, is mindfulness an important aspect of listening? Oh gosh, yes. Yes, being mindful and present because what we do in our conversations is we drag our past and our fear of the future into the conversation rather than being present and mindful of what's actually going on. You know, somebody says, I want to have a conversation with you. And you go, oh, my gosh, it's the end. I'm going to get fired. It's the end of the relationship. They want to tell me they've got some deadly disease. You know, there's something you know, we're, we're already thinking about how we've been hurt in the past and how we're going to get hurt in the future. And so when we can remove that and be mindful and present, then we can actually savor our experience. Once again, we can be a human being. Agreed. Well, one of the themes that's in the book, and that was eloquently said, Master, thank you. And let me pick up on that. Uh, one of the themes in this book and the central theme of our communications workshop uh, is that you as an adult, and it's, this is you for every person alive, you as an adult are the sum total of the defense mechanisms you've been building since you uh, uh, were born before you could speak. So uh, you, something happened, you interpreted a certain way. Uh, it's unlikely it happened that way, by the way, but you took it that way and you made it mean. So this kind of discussion, so you now are standing in front of me a certain way. And the only question is, how's it going? How are your defense mechanisms working for you? Yeah. Now, the made it mean is really important because it used to be uh, that uh, when you were trying to start a conversation, one person would say, X, when you said such and so, that made me feel Y, because Z. When you, I feel because. That was started with parent effectiveness training in the early 60s. Well, the way, to do, the way that we do it now is, when you did, when you said this, I made that mean mm. this, which reveals. So for instance, this. okay, yeah. boy, if I said to boy, you know, I uh, does this dress look okay on me? And he goes, oh, that dress. And I go, oh my god, you're saying this dress makes me look fat. I can't believe that you've made you feel that way about me. You've never been attracted to me a day in my life. I knew this was too good to be true. Well, that. I've, I've added all this other stuff into that. And if I, if I break it down the way he's saying, then it's basically, oh, you're wearing that dress? When you said that, I took that to mean. I made that mean. Mm -hmm. I made that mean. Mm -hmm. You think I'm fat and I'm <laughs> never going to have sex again in my life, right? And then boy can say, um, well, with respect, Master, uh, that wasn't my intention at all. And I'd like to go back and <laughs> review this discussion. 
But um, we use, I, I use the analogy of a baseball bat uh, to explain what we're talking about here as far as our defense mechanisms. So say for instance, the first time you ever saw a fly, you thought this is the most odious creature I've ever seen in my life and it must not live another moment. And the only thing close to you was a baseball bat. And you're like, huh, and you swatted at the fly and it worked and you killed it. You're like, wow. This is a fly killing machine. <laughs> this is exactly what it's for. And so you actually put a little notch in it every time you kill a fly, you've decorated it, maybe put some feathers on it. It's the fanciest fly killing machine in the world. Now you may have less furniture than everyone else and less breakable goods in your home <laughs> because that fly killing machine has damaged a lot of things in the process. But my gosh, it's handy dandy. Somehow or another, something happened. This was the thing that you chose to use to react to this. And you've decided this is the way to do it from now on. Even though it truly isn't the best method, it's what you picked up that first time. It stopped the argument. It stopped the fight. It stopped the bad feelings. And so you pull out that baseball bat when, you, when, it's, when it's actually more detrimental than it is beneficial. I love that story, <laughs> and I'm putting a baseball bat with feathers in my toy bag. I'm just letting you know, Dom, just trying to shut. All right, uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Did you okay. find any, while the two of you were working and writing this book together, and Don and I can tell you, writing a book with co-authoring a book is a challenging process. Did you have any times during this, you know what I'm going to ask you, while you were writing this book where your communication was not up to par, where you miscommunicated something and you, and you had to refer to your own book to figure out how to get past whatever it was. You're, you're, you're breaking up, Master. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so I'll, uh, so shall I start then? Okay. Yep. Um, writing with Boy was one of the most magical, incredible experiences of my life. I had no idea that writing with someone could be erotic and evoke, write a phrase together and turn to each other with tears in our eyes and hold hands and just stare at each other <laughs> enraptured. Um, it, 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 was, it was amazing. We've, we've never really had any issues with communication. Uh, I think because we're both so passionate about it. Uh, boy, do you want to add something? Um, in the sense of writing this book together, the only thing she had to keep me away from is going back was going back over her texts after we just edited something, and then I'm I didn't, didn't know where we were, and I started the beginning, and I'd scan back through, and I hit a paragraph, and say no, no, and I changed the paragraph. Then she'd go back through. And she'd say, that, uh, you've changed something here. I said, oh. <laughs> I didn't realize it was your section. Sorry, because they're all intertwined. Uh, COVID was, is our friend for writing. Mm. Uh, she uses Splashtop, uh, which is a remote control uh, software. Mm -hmm. And uh, with my phone, with her on the phone next to the computer, she's in the computer and we're discussing the words and the phrasing as we go along. 
and we had the we have the highest quality of time together when we're doing it that way rather than sitting in one of our homes where there are other distractions. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Nice. Glad to hear it. Guys, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. The book is In One Ear, Out the Other, An Effective Guide for Communications. Where can I find that book? Amazon. Good old Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're you're great. uh, You're great. Great inquisitors. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there's a word around there somewhere. I'm going to accept that as a compliment. I'm going to go with Inquisitor. That's more fun. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at the options like this kind of stuff, extra content, and more. So at next Zoom meetings will be shown there. There you go. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Dr. Bob. Bye, Addison. Go. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Bye. Bye Master.